Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Good morning. I'm having technical difficulties. I have to sit and hold my phone while we do this. Yeah. And it's annoying. So I was trying to like use headphones or something, but of course. You've learned this before. Yeah, it didn't work. That's why you didn't do it. Learning didn't work. (laughs) The way I learned it, I didn't think the sound fit good. So I was trying to redo it. What we've we've learned this many many times before. You cannot use headphones. I know while recording this podcast. That that was a lie. No, (laughs) it is true. And that if I, as my husband is very good at technology, that he could. Callie said that you cannot use headphones. So I can get a a mic that will work for this. You don't need to. I don't need to. Uh, He's talking to me. some money on it that would plug into this phone and do it everything you want i just can't but like 10 minutes before well you know i think you're being lit off <laughs> okay uh, 15 uh, minutes is plenty of time to do shit i don't understand what whatever okay. <laughs> nobody wants to hear from you <laughs> i do i do <laughs> what's, what's going on here oh we were comparing uh superhero suits on the internet to stripper costumes we were well, I was. So we'll get into that later. That's going to be a topic. Who so, was doing that? I did. Okay. <laughs> they had, I yeah, I know. Now you want to be, I know you want to watch Arrow. Um, okay. Yeah. So. What are we watching? We were watching Arrow. Okay. Oh, God. Not oh. that. No. <laughs> well, I love you, honey. I need you all the time. Yes. I love you. <laughs> Sunlight of my life. Welcome to Sunday. Welcome to Sunday. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so that was the story of my technology issues. No, because I was watching, what was it, 116 or 117? I think 117 is The Huntress Returns. Yes, it was. And, yeah, so it opens up and she's in like a stripper club. And she's in a stripper outfit. And that looks I, like her Huntress outfit? exactly like her comic book outfit. <laughs> I mean, I like, listen, I feel like we've all talked about and we're all familiar com- with the Black Canaries fishnets. Right. <laughs> like, that was a Halloween costume for Laurel. It so was. I feel, I feel yeah. like they're making a commentary. That, hey, these are not practical <laughs> modern costumes. And they're super slutty. <laughs> so. And they are. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. And so Casey all those, tweeted- all those quote-unquote fans who wanted to see her in the comic book accurate costume y'all just wanted to see her and wink off Mm -hmm. so y'all ain't even slick we know what you were doing we get it buddy you're in your mother's basement (laughs) doing your thing (laughs) just well no it's because of the comics yeah yeah sure Sure, honey (laughs) this is like discovery like 
when I first met my husband, well, actually, I hadn't met him yet. Somebody on campus told me there's a guy I have to meet who watches as much TV as me. And I discovered he liked Dawson's Creek. Match made in heaven. Right. It was. Uh, she was really right. I married him. Um, and he, I heard, he told me he really loved Dawson's Creek. And I was a little confused because I did not meet a lot of males who liked Dawson's Creek. Most men. Most men react the way my husband does. Like, when I, I watched the pilot and I watched the Kmart episode. And That's really all you need to see. <laughs> pretty much. And <laughs> as soon as it started up. Kyle was like walking through the room and just rolled his eyes. He's like, ugh. Right. <laughs> it's been like 20 years and he's still like, ugh. Right. But it was Nick's favorite show. And I was a little confused. I was just like, oh, that's an interesting show for a man to pick. If you're saying this is sexist, fine. It was freaking 15 years ago. And I was 19. I had lived Trust in a, me. I, no, I, I lived. Yeah. I lived it was unusual. Room. Right. It was unusual. So I walk into his But not unwelcome. Right. So I walk into his dorm room and he has a massive picture of Katie Holmes like half naked. And I'm like, ah, and you're like, ah there we go. I get it now. <laughs> so she does have an incredible rack. I got it. <laughs> so it all comes together. It all comes together. <laughs> I told everybody before that he is a Dawson and Joey fan though, right? I think you had, and I blocked it because I it's, I respected and admire your husband right. so much that I refused to acknowledge it's, that that's a thing that could happen. It's so disturbing because Why he's though? really a level-headed person, and Why like, though is just a classically awesome dude. And then he has this darkness in his past that I don't but, know how to fix because I feel like now he's just dug in about it because I'm that so needs adamant. to be fixed. Yeah, I've so adamant that Dawson is the absolute everyone worst. is adamant that Dawson like, is trash. Like, how do you not watch the Kmart episode? No, which he is. watched. He watched. And not be like, clearly Pacey is the best thing that has ever happened to television. I don't understand. I made Shell watch the Kmart episode and she's never watched Dawson's Creek before oh in her life. And I was like, you can watch this with me. Literally Anyhow, the only no. episode of Dawson's you need to watch are Okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a run on on Dawson and you're like looking for a targeted specific run, you hit season three. It's the shit. Okay, that's true. That is very season true. three. But if you're looking for an episode which quantifies the the very best of Dawson's, you watch the Kmart episode in season six. I think that's season six. Yeah, it's it is six. in season six. Okay, yes. yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like in the middle of season six. He's like adamant. No, it's supposed to be Dawson and Joey. And I'm like, no, but here's the thing. No, no, no. I don't give a shit what it's supposed to be. Listen, you watch it. You watch the pilot of Dawson's Creek, which I rewatched the pilot, which I hadn't seen in, oh, I don't know, since it aired. (laughs) I remember watching it at like 15 and being shocked they were talking about masturbation. I watched it and I was horrified. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's... watching this dirty, dirty show. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> even the masturbation. It was, it was, I was like, oh my God, Dawson is the worst person on this show by far. Also, yeah. Like, none of them were really particularly great in that first episode. No, they're all kind of terrible, but Pacey is clearly still the best. Well, Pacey was lusting after his teacher, but. Right, that was another all problem. That there, is... yeah. <laughs> He wasn't taking no for an answer. He was kind of being a dick about it. But anyway. 
The point is, Dawson was the worst, like, from the very first moment. It was clear that Joey had feelings for him. Right. It was clear that Dawson didn't give a shit. Like, he was just, like, too stupid to see it. Also, and he liked Jen. Dawson was way too, like, invested in, like, his parents and their relationship. And he was way too, like, he didn't get accepted into a film class in school. Because he was, like, a sophomore, what, like, 10th grade? Yeah. He didn't get accepted into this film class because it was was a a highly prized class. Mm -hmm. And the teacher only opened it for upperclassmen. Most people would take that as an answer. Right. He went and he argued with the teacher about this. He was basically a dick all the time. And was didn't understand why he couldn't argue his way into this class. And it was like, well, this is not some great injustice being done unto you, Dawson. Exactly. Like, I, <laughs> what the lessons I took from Dawson and Larry are, and it's proved helpful in my life because I only have one child. So my parenting mm. goal has basically to be to not turn her into Dawson Larry. Do not raise a Dawson Larry. Right. Period. Basically, yeah, I wanted this other person I knew back in the day who was an only child and she was the absolute worst. So it's those two people. And so far yeah. I've been successful. She is not a Dawson Larry. Thank Good. God. Yeah. It's accomplished. It's, it's a real problem. I actually think I'm going to challenge him to a rewatch because I feel like almost 40 Nick is much wiser you feel like he might have changed his mind somewhere along the way. Right. And like he developed all of these opinions on Dawson's Creek before he met me and truly fell in love. Oh, this is true. Because b- before he met you, he was ignorant. Of right? what love is. <laughs> true. <laughs> I shined light on his world. So therefore, it would only serve to make sense. Is a lot. Although conclusion. you realize all this could be having the opposite effect. Like you wanting him so badly to understand that Dawson is the worst is only going to make him dig in tighter on the fact that he likes Dawson. That's basically been what's, what's happening for the last 15 years. I'm hoping. Yeah. See, I, I understand this brand of stubbornness <laughs> because I do this myself. Oh, do you? Because he's basically the male version of you. Yeah. So I'm just warning you, don't don't push too hard on that one. It's like the whole Stefan and Elena thing. Like, I really wanted him to like Elena and Stefan. And like he sensed And the more you it. wanted him to, the less he was going to. He yeah. sensed mm-hmm. it. I could tell that he sensed it. I mean, at least he didn't go overboard and like David and Elena, because I might have had to divorce him. Like, I don't, I don't think our marriage would have survived that. And so he just went off and he struck out on his own with uh, Caroline and Stefan, which I could tolerate. So... But, like, there's no middle ground on Dawson's Creek. You must pick. There's no... No, oh, there is Joey. no not picking. Yeah, you... you don't want Joey to end up with, like... I don't know. Did she even date anybody else? <laughs> well, there was Jack, but he ended up being gay. Jack was gay. So, there was... a Wait, no, there was the Oliver Hudson-looking guy. Oh, that's right, Eddie. In season six. But he was an asshole. He was an, ultimately an asshole. Which I could not... <laughs> started on Eddie because Eddie happens after the Kmart episode. Exactly. And that was a big problem, wasn't it? Because the Kmart episode, that should have been it. Yes. It should have been the end of the story. Yes. It should have been, okay, we're getting back together. We're still in love. Correct. Then, there were, what else was there to debate? And then Joey's all, Eddie came back. And I'm like, fuck you, Joey Potter, so, so much. <laughs> you stupid, stupid person. I held, I held rage in my heart. See, and here's the other deal. Like, in the finale, by the way, if you've ever seen Dustin's Creek, 
maybe turn us off. In the finale, we're, so, we're sorry. Right, we're, we're sorry. Really sorry, it's supposed to be an Arrow podcast. It's gonna happen. We're, it's gonna have, we're gonna get the Arrow. It's gonna happen. <laughs> In the finale of Dawson's Creek, which I happen to really love, she gives a big speech to Jen about how she's always known who she's supposed to be with, but the fear keeps her running, and then everybody's like, "Well, who is it?" It's very tense. Obviously, so. it's Casey. But that doesn't fit with what she did with Casey and Eddie. So, like, she got together it's, with Eddie because she knew she was supposed to be with Casey and she just didn't Because she to... was afraid of being with Casey. Okay. Because it was real. <laughs> Bullshit. Not like, unlike Oliver Queen of Felicity. Okay. Segway. But, you know, if it's not the finale, they're not back together. We should have known that wasn't going to happen because the Kmart episode was in the middle of the season. Yeah, I know. Like, I knew these things when I was a child, but I didn't know them, you know? Like, I needed another decade of watching TV. To you be still like, thought, like, but you could do it this one time, I won't tell, you know? <laughs> right. Like, the one time, I know there's a formula, but, like, let's just abandon the formula. Let's just pretend there isn't. And, and let's just do this anyway. And listen, I'll just straight with them. If Casey and Joey got together at the Kmart episode... There's a very high chance that I would have watched the series finale. I'm just gonna be honest. I would have tapped out. You didn't watch the series finale? No, I said if they got together in the Kmart episode, oh. I would have skipped the series finale. No, I wouldn't have. Here's the thing. <laughs> well, that's a good point you make though, because that's the series why they finale didn't. was basically it was made more epic by the fact that they weren't together. Yeah. I'll give it yeah. that. Okay. But here's the thing. I didn't watch most of season six. I didn't watch any of season five, if I recall. Like, I watched, like, maybe an episode, like, the premiere of season five, and I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> yeah. I do this. And then, like, I watched, like, some, like, I was paying attention to what was going on, yeah. but I wasn't really watching season six. And I just tuned in for the finale, and then I went back and watched, like, the Kmart episode and stuff, because I was like... No, I can't. Right. This is it's like a, a train lot, crash. It's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> it was a lot of bullshit. It was like spinning our wheels waiting for the, So like when it got to the end, I'm like, "Why? where's Joey Ben? What's been going on? Who are these people? <laughs> What's going on, Joe? What's happening? Why are we in an overcoat? Why are we stuck in Kmart? I don't get it. Well, I think uh, Dawson's Creek is a very interesting kind of... Uh, precursor to Oliver and Felicity because I was reading an article on Dawson. It was an interview with Greg Berlanti because Greg Berlanti was showrunner after Kevin Williams. He left. was he worked on the show during season three. Was he, he was I thought he was showrunner. No no I don't know if he was showrunner later but like in season three when when Pacey and Joey first happened he was he I think he just worked on it like maybe a, as a writer or something. Yeah, And he was one of the people that was like, let's try this. Because we're supposed to be stalling on Dawson and Joey. Let's try Pacey and Joey. While well, we're stalling. yeah. So he was like, the first half of the very beginning, like really the well. first eight episodes of season three is a fucking train wreck. Like, things are not going well. And they knew it. It was bad. They didn't know what to fix. And then they were like, you know... Katie and Josh have really good chemistry because they actually dated in real life, FYI. They have really good chemistry. Let's go do this. So it, it really, really worked. So Pacey's one of those plan B relationships that I absolutely love. 
And it's Pacey just... and Joey was the reason I thought Oliver and Felicity would end up together. Yeah, like if I, I guess I didn't realize. Like I just thought he was a. Um... Okay, so he served as a showrunner and executive producer on Dawson's Creek for two seasons following Kevin Williamson's. So what Arthur. seasons were those? All right, when did Kevin? When did? Sorry, I'm typing with one finger, and it's not very efficient. We're we're just at the behest of Jen's technical skills here. Yeah, it's not, and they're not good. Leave Dawson's Creek. He left. I want to say, uh, nineteen ninety nine. Oh fucking hell! Would you guys just give me? <laughs> God damn it! Fucking <laughs> seasons, not years. What is the matter? I with care you? what year it was. I want to know what season it was. Dawson's. Okay, so I'm going to ninety nine. Okay, so he left in ninety nine. Season two started. Early Season three. 1998, so in October 98. So he left, and maybe if he left in 99, he either left at the middle of season two or he left at the beginning of season three. It sounds reason that he would have left at the beginning of season three. Right. So he said they said he was showrunner. So okay, okay, well then, then he was yeah. All right. Getting Pacey and Joey together was absolutely right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like I questioned if it would have happened with Kevin Williamson on the on the. I don't think so because Kevin Williamson, if you recall, Dawson's Creek was his look. This was my life. On on on. Yes, he was the Dawson. Thing. He was Dawson. Yeah, and he wanted to write about his childhood love, this girl, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it, if it was Kevin Williamson, it would have always. Ben, Dawson, and Joey. Well, because it's kind of an interesting... Because Kevin Williamson is gay. So, like, he was... He loved this girl, but he just could never be with yeah. her the way... that They were soulmates in a different way. But I always right. felt like he was rewriting Joey and Pacey. He made Dawson hetero. And if he made Dawson gay, or... That would have been... That nice. would have actually made it more sense. It explained more. <laughs> it made <laughs> a lot more sense. No, it's just... He... I could buy that 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 Dawson is gay. Like I that would have that would have floated with me. So, so Dawson, it's a piece of work. Well, it's not just that. It's like there's more. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe how that would have worked. It just it would have worked. But they went with Jack instead. So which also worked just well. But yeah, it was kind of one of those. I kind of felt like he was living vicariously through. It was it was kind of like this this fantasy AU of his young life. I think it would have even been more interesting if Dawson was gay, particularly in ninety nine and ninety eight. Nobody was that bold when nobody was doing that, that then, and no. actually explore. It was a big enough deal that Jack was gay. Oh my gosh, you guys have no Much less idea. The title character, like the night that they had Jack's first kiss i think that was the first that was like on all the magazines oh my gosh it was it was everywhere like, oh my gosh that the that you know two men kissed on a oh no network show. television what and the world collapsed I was like, oh, God. yeah there was a lot of that happening in my generation where it was like <gasps> the 90s were right with oh my gosh i can't like, believe what are we this do? is happening i swear yeah. everybody just needs to calm down i'm a taylor swift lyric just calm down so that's our Dawson's anyway, Creek. Creek but I do think that that impacted 
Greg Berlanti was like, hey, I looked at chemistry of my actors and how he had experience leaning into chemistry and how that worked and how that improved the show. Right. And I think, you know, clearly Greg Berlanti was not showrunner, but he was at the helm. And you got to know that they knew, everybody knew that they had a serious chemistry problem with Steven and Katie. They knew from the pilot. Right. So when he's seeing seeing those dailies with with Emily, he's like, that's our Joey. We got our Pacey. (laughs) Roll with it. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. 116 and 117. Speaking of Greg Berlanti, before we go off on Arrow. Oh, yeah. One thing. Mm -hmm. There's a, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Galaxy Quest. I have not. If you have not, you must. Is it? Okay. You must. It's too much fun. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a wonderful riff on like television and fan culture and how they cross wires. Yeah. And um anyhow, the important thing is they interviewed, they did a, a documentary on Amazon Prime about Galaxy Quest <laughs> because it's like it's one of those ones that like became much more pop uh, popular after. And they talked to, like, Damon Lindelof from Lost. And they talked to all these different people. And one of the people they talked to was Greg Berlanti. No kidding. Nope. He was, like, one of the... He was interviewed, like, constantly through the whole thing. And I'm like, Greg Berlanti! (laughs) I know who you are! (laughs) So, if you like Greg Berlanti... That's like me screaming at him. like Galaxy Quest, give that a watch. Yeah, that was like me screaming at him at the Flaro. In the Flaro line. We were at those times at the Flaro premiere, and I was standing in a big line, and they were letting people like all the 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 famous people in, and Greg Berlanti was walking past, and I screamed his name. Greg Berlanti, <laughs> literally the only person to scream his name, and was like waving maniac like crazy lady at him, and he's like, oh hey, like it was like I just saw Stephen Amell. <laughs> it's like that guy. Listen. Dead. We all know that in Gen Land and in any 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 land that's paying attention, <laughs> the real stars are the writers, the visionaries. Yeah, I have a sickness. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> they are the people who bring the story to us. It's, it's true. I just love them. I have issues. <sighs> all right. Do we want to talk about Supernatural now or Supernatural later? Oof. Let's get that one out of the way. Okay. So- <laughs> So Supernatural ended its, like, what, 15, 16-year-old year long run. run? Yeah. Wow. I mean, That's a lot of Supernatural. I can't even really comprehend watching. I feel like this is such a major, I have, like, sympathy. Because I realize, like, when every show has ended that I've been, like, obsessed with, it's a transitional period in your life. You know what I mean? A very big chunk of how you spend your time, especially if you're in fandom, is... Not necessarily ending. It's ending. It's 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 less the, the organic change that happens over time and more like forced change. Right. It's not like everybody was it's like uncomfortable. Right. It's like, well, I'm gonna stop watching Supernatural. It's like, no, you got told you're gonna stop watching Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna make no more. And people don't like to be told to do that. No. Anyway, yeah. so it ended. And, I, and that watched... was more of a transition, like for me, with Arrow ending after eight seasons. I can't imagine if Arrow was on for fifteen years. My God, I would have killed myself. Listen, here's the thing: I watched some of Supernatural. Yeah, and it's just 
Tread carefully. <laughs> We're probably already in trouble over our Dawson's Creek discussion and how Dawson should be gay. <laughs> he just could never get his act together with Joey, okay? Like, she was gorgeous, and he could never, like, figure it out. So it would have made a lot more sense if he was into Deuce. Like, it would made more sense if he was into Pacey. Here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. The the chemistry between the brothers and Supernatural, yeah, is really what kept that show going. Uh, and yes, that was that was its best aspect, but it was also in a way its worst because they never could make other things. Like the closest they came was was Misha as Castiel, and but nobody else was really like on the same level and so nothing no I and, yeah. and, and it seemed like every year the 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 stakes got raised so much and it was like after a while it, it kind of became the definition of absurd and it was just like why oh yay they're fighting heaven again yay I can't wait you know <laughs> it's just and they would die and they'd come back to life and they'd die and they'd come back to life and it was just like it was it was too much of that mistakes like, just I kind of like, evaporated yeah i was just like okay this is tiresome this is, like some yeah. of some of their gimmick episodes were some of like the best i i saw the one that seen. they did i think i just watched the scene because i really like jared's wife because i watched her on um the horse show <laughs> Yeah. So I was there for his wife because I was like, oh, they, I heard that she was going to be on the show. I was like, oh, that'll be funny. So I literally just watched the scene where she was in it. And they, it was like, which one is he? Sam. Sam is living an actor's life. So he's, he's whatever. Anyways, she plays his wife on the whatever. It's, it was there was, like, there was an episode. They did a Groundhog Day episode <laughs> where, where Sam kept living the same day over and Dean kept dying like the whole time. And it was like, it got, kind of funny you know it was silly and they, when they leaned into the silly that was That's when, when they're at the their best. Best. there was yeah there was the one where they like kept go going to like different worlds and stuff like they played themselves playing themselves <laughs> playing themselves playing the actors playing themselves like in an episode of supernatural <laughs> and it was funny like shit like that in the cartoon the scooby-doo episode like that was those were great yeah but like Every now and then, it took itself a little too seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you on that. It would be like the Vampire Diaries for fifteen years, and I just don't. I just can't. I don't know, man. You're just, I just like, oh my god, like love yourself. So I, I just gave up after a while. I was like, okay, well, I wish you guys the best. Well, yeah, I mean, Bye. I, listen, I get being passionate about a show and sticking with it to the bitter yeah. end, like. You're, you're preaching to the choir here, guys. I can't, Some people I can't. make that a religion. Right. I've done that many a time. Should have bailed years ago. Can't do it. Um, so, yeah. It me. was very interesting. I was curious how they were going to end things. And can we get into a little bit? Because you know how we talked about queer baiting a uh, long time Ooh. ago? With Supergirl? With Supergirl. The only Listen, show that I think... Supernatural set the standard, set the standard for, for Exactly. I think the only show that I think is worse than Supergirl is Supernatural with Dean. It's worse than any other yeah. show that has ever done queer baiting. Here, it, it, it's not... They don't even get a pass for, for what they did with Castiel when Castiel died because that was meaningless. Okay? Yeah. Listen, I hate to tell you guys, you Destiel shippers, but that was meaningless 
Having Castiel say he loved Dean, have Dean not react to it really, and then Castiel die, and then you don't see him again. He doesn't come back like, in the, the, the super happy fe- actual fuck was that? They did not have him. Like you're, you're this you're is what the, the finale thing? looks like when you can't get your fan favorite love interest back for the finale, folks. I hate to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. We almost like, had that. Yeah, I think it might have been that. Like, and it just—he was already, according to Canada Graphs, he was already gone. He'd left Vancouver and was gone. Oh wow! When they filmed the finale, okay. so well, that's too bad. But still, it sucks. Particularly a lot of the your whole, story. it's yet another show ripping off Lost. We're doing the whole heaven thing, which listen, I'm down for that. I'm always down for that because that's where hopefully <laughs> I'll end up. That'll be where my series No show land. ever did it as well as Lost. Yeah, did, but yes, respectfully, nobody did as good as Lost. But I'm just, I just, and like you don't have Kaz there. And this is like, it's not like they didn't have time to write like finale. think of all the people that lost brought back for that finale right and it's not like they didn't have time to plan for him to be there in the series finale they just did not write him in it's not like oh he he's not available he left probably because he was he was wrapped and he was done he's not gonna sit around for another four weeks or they film an episode that he's not in so to me it's like oh he gets the script reads he's not in it and he's like okay well i'm i'm peacing out at the second to the last. So it it, it just shows that they didn't decision. really care about those shippers. Right. So like I mean Mark was extremely vocal about trying to get Emily back. You know what I mean? So she was her being back was was critical. The, the groundwork for the entire rest like, of the Like I don't really know episode. what they would have done. <laughs> I once asked him that once and he's like, let's not talk about it. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it would have been it would have been up there all those game of thrones and how i met your mother memes there would have been 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 really bad (laughs) which is not talk about the scary things in life there's enough scary so yeah i just feel like i mean i just feel like that's a natural conclusion is you know the actor read that he wasn't in the script so that it was it was still a writing based decision because I guarantee you the dude was available. He's been available for 15 years. He could have been on the series finale. And I think it's always pretty shitty when you don't include supporting characters in series finales. Like, I get it. I understand the show is about Dean and Sam. You can still make the series finale all about Dean and Sam and their bond and how brothers grow out forever. It's just, you know, you could throw a Kaz Dean in there. That's what I think. I think what they were trying to do was say... No, no, the real love story all along was the brothers. But it's like, okay, yeah, but you can still have cast. You can still have these other supporting characters. Also, I'm not down with writers forcing interpretations on their audience. Like, cool. The writers don't think, this is another thing I don't like about this whole queer rating thing. The writers are not intending it, quote, unquote, to have a romantic relationship between same-sex lead characters got it understood that doesn't mean that people can't ship it that well and it doesn't mean that maybe you shouldn't re-examine what your intentions are also that yes and then on top of that the, the, the okay so people can see what is there right they can see the romantic undertones that's their decision that's how they're interpreting the show 
But what what's really bad is like the is writers what- are like, we know we're not intending these two people to be together. We know fans ship it. We're going to take advantage of that and never follow through yeah. on it. That's well, crazy. and here's and here's my problem with how Supernatural handled it. They 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 had this moment with Cass before he died, and went to Super Hell or whatever. Didn't he die for Dean? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch. But <laughs> the, I took here's, it. here's my problem with it. Is it might it might have been better if they hadn't put that in there at all. Because they did nothing with it. Well and, and also your it, fan favorite character is like in hell for the rest of his life. Like I don't feel like Well, they, I think he was saved out of there, but like they did just didn't show it. They like told okay. them later. Yeah. Was, I don't know. But <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those things that like I don't know if if Jensen was was against there being a romance between them or something. Yeah, I don't know about any of the behind the scenes with the actors but or any of that. Unless you're gonna follow through on it and give the 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 viewers, the people who have been a fan of this, yeah, a satisfying resolution. Yeah. Throwing that out there is only hurtful. It's almost better to not do it at all and let them have their imaginings. Never, let them have their own head cannons. I never really rather than to just kind of do it this way, pen them into a corner and be like, mm, "That's all you get." You know, it's just I, guess, I don't know. I never understand that stance with actors. Like, if it bothers them if their character is gay, it's like, "Well, you're yeah, I don't understand an that actor." You're an actor. Your job is to be able to act it and be cool. Also, I'm sure gay people have to play straight people all the time. So, like, they're making out with people they don't want to make out with constantly. So, I feel fair is fair, and get over your stupid shit. Like, whatever. You raise a good point. I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird. I'm like, how do you have a problem? I just never understand an actor having a problem acting. It's your literal job. Like, I get it. You can disagree about maybe a storyline and stuff, but actually, like, something that is inherent to, like, okay, they all are cool playing a murderer. Oh, I love playing the bad guy, but oh, can't play a gay person. Oh my God. It's like, okay, that makes absolutely no sense, but whatever. So, yeah, they ended it with the brothers, and there was some wig that. I think there was some. So there was also a lot of upset over the manner in which. Oh yeah, did he die like died. by getting like a nail in the back or some ridiculousness? Yeah, they were just fighting like your basic standard monster of the week. Yep. It's like Buffy dying from some rando vampire in the cemetery instead of from like the master, right? Or, you right. know what I mean? Yes. I'm or the hellmouth exploding. It's like. They're like, listen, he survived all this other shit. He did all this other shit, and this is how he dies? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty lame. It's pretty lame. I mean, that's the... They had extra time, DTW. They... A lot of people thought that the second-to-last episode was the better finale. Okay. They had to quit filming because of COVID. So yeah. They had two episodes left to film. So it's not like the, the writers didn't have time to pen this. You know what I mean? <laughs> It just, it just, oh, and then the, I was laughing because everyone was flipping out about Sam's wig, which was atrocious. 
I wouldn't say it's as it was as bad as Oliver Queen. Wig. Listen, the CW ain't known for yeah, its great. Yeah, not there for special effects. <laughs> Hair department. But what was funny, and I was like, okay, you guys might be onto something here, is I was seeing a lot of tweets. So Dean dies in the finale, and everybody ends up in in heaven. And somebody was like. I can't remember the tweet, but they tweeted out. They had a picture of Stefan, Klaus, Dean, and Oliver Queen. Yeah. And they were like, so glad. It was like, so glad I'm done with this network. And I was like, okay, I have to even admit there is a pattern here. <laughs> but it's hard for me to admit that because like. Stephen, well, and when you throw the 100 in. Oh, yeah. And the 100 with um, Bellamy. Yep. Well, and also her. I mean, like. Oh, you're right. She died like, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's becoming a thing where they decide series finales are with if it's a hero driven story, it has to end with the hero dying and everybody ends up in heaven. Except if you're except if you're the originals, because Julie Black wasn't gonna do that for you. So because it would have literally been exact same as her vampire diaries finale. Like she didn't do anything different. She just ended the show the exact same way. Like, yeah, okay. It's just, they're not being even remotely slick. Just to be clear to anybody listening, Lost may have done this, but it's not this trite CW Walmart version. It really made sense in the structure, and people are going to pull their hair out when I say this, because everybody's got beefs with Lost, but I feel from the structure that it really made sense to end it the way that they ended it. And, and it was way more meaningful because they tied in the ending to the full season. The thing is, 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 is the heaven thing lasted an entire season. And also it was running alongside the second ending, which was the present day, right? The present day people were living and dying and fighting and winning and losing in the present day, and then alongside that, you were seeing this is what happened after all that. Right. And you didn't know until the last episode that what you were seeing took place after everything else right. that you were watching. Yep. And that's a fairly long after fairly in the case cool of Hurley. It's cool. it very creative, very creative way to do heaven. I will absolutely say that. And at the end, I mean, I bawled in the series finale because it is so emotional when they're reconnecting with people. Because that's what it, it's like, about. You really felt the the emotional right. catharsis, which I believe is what any fan of a show that's what they want from a series finale. They want that emotional catharsis. They want to yes. know it's okay to let go. Yes, and move on. And they want to have that satisfaction, right? That their characters are going to be okay. That is all I need. And like, I give kind of Julie Plex, like she ripped everybody off. So like, by the time you get to season eight, you're like, there hasn't been much original here anyway. So I gave it a pass. I was like, oh, we're doing Lost. Or actually, I didn't know at the time it was Lost because I hadn't watched Lost yet. So it was like really the first time I think I'd seen in a show where they did heaven afterwards. And it worked for the Vampire Diaries because they played with this, the other side, and they were constantly bringing people back from the dead. So it was like, they overdid it with, Damon's going to die, now Stefan's going to die, now Damon's going to die. It was like ridiculous. But like in terms of like getting to see that afterwards, and particularly I think it was with the reconnect, they did the reconnecting with those that you have lost, and it's it was really, really good. And it also, you know, took the sting off Stefan because I was like, okay, but he's in heaven, it's okay, and no, he's okay, and he's happy, and it's fine. But I kind of feel like, you know, 
once that has so that aired how many years ago? She got lost. All of these, I don't know if these showrunners know that they're all doing the same ending. I'm not including Arrow in this, you guys, because I don't believe Oliver is dead. There was no, no body. he's never dead. Because that's my thing. I couldn't like I'm tired of having this conversation. That, right, I couldn't like or retweet that tweet, even though I agreed with most of it, because they put Oliver in there. I'm like, he didn't die. It's a hang-up for me, you guys. And I, I mean, okay, I'll give them that. I'll give them that the the people left thought he was dead. That they held a funeral for him. Yes, all these things did happen. Well, again, but he I wasn't think it's, dead himself. The reason why you go back to Jesus is like our puny little brains cannot comprehend the middle zone. Clearly not. <laughs> Like, we can't even do it with a TV show. No, it must be alive or dead. There is no other. Like, Clearly that's not. not how that goes. That's not how that goes. So it's like, we can't, like, we can't handle it on a freaking TV show when, everyone, when Mark's like, it's not A or B, it's C. And he dances off stage. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like everyone's like, no, he died. Even though they made the point to say there is no body in the coffin. <laughs> They made the point to say, I don't know, he just disappeared. He just disappeared. And you made, they made the point to say, oh, you know, it's just crazy that he had all this power and he didn't think about, you know, building himself an exit door. Yeah. He built himself They're helping an exit you door along, house. people. You got to take he the paddle when they offer it. Life. He built an exit door. Okay? Take the life raft. Love yourself. <laughs> Yes, people mourned him because they believed he was dead. Yes, that's well, he wasn't a lovely amount of angst. Death. He okay, was not dead. It's like the apostles, all right, and Jesus ascends into heaven. They're bumming out because the person they love the most is no longer on the metaphysical earth, whatever, on earth with them. But it doesn't mean they're like, God's dead. All is, all is lost. Sorry. Anyhow. You know how we were talking about, like, how it really bothers some people, like, if if we really like something, we really like the finale. I'm just, I was noticing with this loss. Like, it, sometimes it really bothers people. I know it's when you say that you love loss because a lot of people hate loss and it's like they need you to hate it. Whereas, like, if you love something, you're typically cool with people, like, hating it and it doesn't really bother you. I feel like this is one particular exception to that rule because I'm like, it really bothers me when people say Oliver's dead. <laughs> I've, I've just given up that there's some people that want to believe he's this dead like cross. i don't know like maybe like Jen, you talk about interpretation well, all the time yes i know I a lot of people really kind of like lean into angsty stuff yeah and i have a feeling it's one of those angsty things that they like they like to press on that bruise a little bit and make themselves hurt fair it feels good yeah. or something i don't know i've never been one of those people maybe so like i don't a- quite understand it but i have a feeling that's kind of what it I is they, like they, like they enjoy the pain a, that, also. a little bit Anyways, the point is, all of these showrunners, and I did agree with this, all of these showrunners feel it's super creative to not do, like... The more they do it, the less creative it is. Right, like, okay, we're going to kill our hero, or whatever, or, like, not have a classic happily ever after. I don't feel it's that creative when literally every show that has ended on this network has done it. So maybe look into that. (laughs) I think it's, it's, you need to try to think of something different. Yeah. And here's a thought. Yeah. If somebody like, has, if a show has been a little on the dark side and the person has suffered a lot, here's a thought. You can give them a happy mundane ending. Well, I don't and really understand. I don't really understand. Because here's what they all do. It's like, okay, I'm going to kill my lead, but it's cool. 
because I'm going to show them in heaven. So it's kind of like that escape hatch where it's like, okay, I'm going to do something really dark and twisty and make the fans unhappy. But look, here's your, you know, bone that I'm going to throw you if you get to heaven and they're all together again. It's like, okay. You know, the other bone is where they killed the, the, the main character, but like the the popular side character lives. Yeah. Like what I'm thinking of specifically in this show is a good ending. It had to end this way, but Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, oh, Walt yeah. dies, but Jesse gets away. Yes. So it's like you have that double edge. That was like, like the perfect ending, uh, though, because like oh. Walt, <laughs> Walt, he had to die. He had to die. Like it was just like there was no way. Like if they came up with a cure for cancer and Walt gets it, I think the world would have revolted because he was just a terrible person. So, but yeah, I mean, and again, that's a really great, and I understand that's what they were going for. Like, okay, so Walt, spoilers if you haven't watched Breaking Bad. I don't feel bad about any of this shit, though, because, y'all, this stuff has been on Netflix for a long time. Love yourself and watch it. And, like, he went there specifically to save Jesse. Like, his love for Jesse was, like, his last redeeming quality, and that's what he died for. Dean dies with a nail in his back. He doesn't even get to die saving Sam. You know what I mean? It's just disgusting. Yeah. That, that was a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. It's a problem. So I get it. I saw a lot of Supernatural fans who were ticked off. And I'm like, you know, they're like, I saw a really funny meme where it was like, you know that one where everyone's point, like fake pointing handguns at each other? It's from The Office. And they had Game of Thrones, I think the 100 and Supernatural <laughs> series finales in the text. I'll find it somewhere and retweet it because it was really funny. Like, competing for who is the worst series finale. I do feel like these shows that have been on, for, you know, they don't, there are certain shows who have really not stuck the landing. And I would put, like, I would put the 100 and probably Supernatural maybe in that category. I'm not quite comfortable putting, I don't, I didn't hate Game of Thrones as much as everybody hated it. I don't know. I was okay with it. You were okay with it, weren't you? With what? Game of Thrones. Here's my my thing with Game of Thrones. It's kind of like Arrow in that, like, no, this is not how I would have done any of this. <laughs> but given the pieces that you already set up prior to the finale, this True. was the best possible ending. I got to tell you guys, me and Cal, we had a whole year to get ready and get comfortable with what was going down on Arrow. Like, we were like, okay. We knew what was we going to happen. We were like, all right. <laughs> It took us all, and it took us the, like that whole time. I know you guys should really go back and listen to our season seven podcast. Yeah, because... go back, listen to our first podcast yeah. where we were first digesting this, yes. and you will see we were quite different. Like it's the stages than of, we are it's now. The stages it. of grief, and we were firmly, firmly in denial, like firmly, like it ain't well, happening. not just even denial. There was anger. There yep. was denial. There was bargaining. There was like. It was, it was like all a whole right thing. There. It was multiple spectrums all at once. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> we were like, all right, we got to get, I don't know. Now, it would have been cataclysmic if Emily didn't come back. Because I don't really, yeah, I don't really see how that finale works in any way, shape, or form. Like, unless you have, like, they say afternoon, oh, you know, honestly, what they did with Kaz is, like, basically saying Oliver... They show Oliver and like we find Oliver and oh Emily or Felicity helped and like that's all you get. 
That's basically what they said. They're like, Kaz helped. <laughs> that was it. That was all he got for Kaz in the series finale. Wow. Yeah, it was brutal. And you know what? I do agree with the fans who shipped Dean and Castile because I was like, I did watch that scene. And I was like, where Castile tells Dean that he loves him. And I was like, listen, there's a lot of different kinds of love. They were the most meaningful but like relationship wise? outside of the brothers throughout it? the course of that show. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, I've seen I've seen heterosexual relationships on television shows built on less than that, you know? I mean, I'm just so I get it. I think that they got shafted and I think that they, they used them. They used that as a prop and they for whatever reason, they were just they were just adamant to not. Well, yeah, when there's queer baiting, the fans are always the ones being used. Yeah, and they're the ones that pay in the end. Because I just don't understand digging in on that fact with a with the writers. Like, it's so weird to me. Like, no, they're not gay. Just fucking let it go, man, and just you know, let it happen. Let it God, happen. follow the chemistry. I just don't. It's so it's weird. It's 2020. Nothing. Nothing, nothing shocks us anymore. Absolutely not. Well, and here's the other thing. Like, there was another show. I think it's like that firefighter show. It was. I can't remember if it's the on CBS or whatever. There are two characters where it seems like they might actually put them together. It's two men where it's like they. I think they both started off, you know, maybe in straight or in relationships or I don't know. But like the chemistry between the actors, like they just. It's like very much like Dean and Cal's, where it's like. There's something else there. And I actually think they're leaning into it, but they're leaning into it just based on what I saw on YouTube. They're leaning into it, like, with the intention of putting them together. But if not, then you got another queer baiting scenario, and it's really shitty. It's really shitty. Okay, so that's enough on Supernatural. Arrow! <laughs> we're with you, okay? That's all we're trying to say. We're with you guys. We feel. I feel bad for everybody. It's hard when you get to a I feel bad for everybody whose show has ended this year. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's a crappy year to end a show, first of all. Like, pick any other year. And I second, still can't believe we ended just before the like, pandemic. Girl, like, are we lucky bitches or are we lucky bitches? I am just... <laughs> like, we uh, skated through that. Think of all the people that wanted season eight to be a full season. That was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I it didn't know me. Felicity was going to be, not going to be in it. I didn't no, understand. No, but once we knew that she wasn't, there were still people that were like, but we could have a full season. Oh, and I no. was like, no, we can't. I was like, ho, keep it. Don't want it. <laughs> no, no. I was in a straight up panic, I think, about 10 episodes, having to watch 10 episodes without her in it. I was like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? But no. Can you okay. imagine if they had yeah, gone they for a stopped, full? They all had to stop production. Can you imagine? If it ended on some kind of like we were talking about this one year, like what if it ended? It would like, have been the exact situation as Supernatural because they were both Supernatural was going to end at the end of that season. Yep, and COVID happened. Like imagine if Arrow ended in season five and we ended on like episode eighteen and we had to wait five or six months to get the last couple episodes. It would have been like torture. I mean, pick any point in the back half of an Arrow episode with the amount of obsessed that we were, it would have been torture. Absolute torture to wait that long. Oh my gosh. And then you have all these COVID restrictions and it's like, maybe they can't kiss. And I don't know what to do with Arrow when Oliver and Felicity can't kiss. I don't know what the show is anymore. I don't understand. 
it's not a show I want. I expect some kissing at the very least. So yeah, we got out of there just in time. All right, what did me and my kid watch? We watched 116 and 117, which were really good episodes. <laughs> but were they though? Um, I want to say, well, here's the deal. So my daughter, we're firing up, we're firing up the and she was like, how many more episodes are in this season? I'm like, sweetheart, I understand. Season one is a tough road to hoe. Like, you just got to dig in. It's a few more episodes we have to go. And it's going to start to pick up, I promise. And then you get to season two and season three, and it's fantastic. Okay? You just got to hang in there with me. So she's getting a little weary. But they did some good stuff where... Like, okay, Tommy finds out in these episodes. She was blown away by that. Like, literally shrieked. And she's like, oh, my gosh. This is so, this is just, what is Oliver going to do? I love her reactions when she's legitimately surprised because her mind is blown. And it's literally the cutest thing you've ever seen. So her mind was blown about that. And then, oh, her mom, Laurel's mom comes back. And she's like, Laurel. I'm here because I think Sarah is alive. And Lauren's just like, holy crap. Are you kidding me? She's like, that's going to be so complicated for Oliver. And I was like, thinking of season two. And I'm like, girl, (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) You don't know about half of it. (laughs) Like, my sweet summer child, do I explain or do I just let you fall into the black pit? I think I'm going to let you fall because we all had to fall. We all had to go into the darkness. Uh, oh, it was these were the episodes where uh, Huntress kidnaps Felicity and it's the best because they get we get the Oliver like so we've done like two back to back episodes of Oliver being worried about Felicity in danger and having to save her. That's always delightful. It's great. She's officially the damsel. <laughs> and I'm like, I am here for this chick being the damsel. And like he's super touchy feely. Like, remember when Huntress kidnaps him and she's on the floor bound and he, he's like, I'm here, I'm here. And, like, he touches her face and he's like, are you all right? Like, given the state of where their relationship was, which we are on just the, we're in their infancy. They're just beginning, okay? Was it necessary that he has to touch her like that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's been looking for a reason to touch her like that. There's a tenderness there, and I think he's been waiting for the opportunity to get handsy. But Oliver handsy with Felicity, it's like shoulder touchy. <laughs> Don't do you remember that quote that Steve made? Like, I want to say maybe it was season two that somebody he was like some interview or whatever he was talking about. You know, they were talking about what guys like boobs or butts or whatever and he was like I've always liked shoulders more than boobs. <laughs> did he really say that? I did not know Something that. like that. I can't remember the exact quote. Yeah. But I remember Phantom taking that and Oh running. yeah. That was what, he didn't have to give him such much encouragement. Not at all. Oh do you now? You're like listen. <laughs> now we're going to hyper focus on every single time you touch your shoulder. means something. <laughs> I kind of miss those days, though, where it was like. We took everything and just like blew it up. You just, I could have done 18 pages on him touching her face. Like that would have been no problem. 
Like, I would have been, like, off and racing. I would... Those were the salad Yeah, days. and you just, like, every little look, every little thing we were looking for, a hint that the writers were, like, we're totally doing this with them. We're going to go there. And you're, like, oh, my God, do they know? Of course they know. But maybe they don't know. Oh, but he's touching your shoulder, so of course they have to know. <laughs> Why is there so much double dating with Laurel in season one? What is the point? They really... <laughs> They really thought that was exciting because they're like, oh, my gosh, here's our our plan A couple and they're totally going to be together. But now they have to watch each other dating other people. And oh, the sweet, delicious eggs. Like, okay, to give some perspective, they don't understand yet that Laurel and Oliver are. are They're done. Like, they don't understand. That's that's a non-starter. They're done because they're super done. Can you imagine Oliver and Felicity double dating? Like, even just that moment at the Christmas party in season five, where they all crossed paths, was delicious. It was so good. That's what they were going for. That's what they wanted. Like, my kingdom for Oliver and Felicity to double date with Tommy and Laurel. But they'd already re- they'd already done the double date thing to death, so they couldn't really do it. So all they could do is say, hey, maybe we should all go on a double date. And, like, everybody's like, oh. And Oliver is horrified at that idea. <laughs> Like, I do not understand people who are worried about Susan. Like, I don't know. He was like, just step into my nightmare, why don't you? The fact that they were together for, I don't know, since Christmas to whenever, whenever 512 aired, it was like somewhere, it was like somewhere in the beginning of February. Like, they were together. And he didn't sleep like, with her. Here's the, until here's the way Oliver approached Here's the way Oliver approached Susan. It's like, okay, Felicity said, I have to try exploring new relationships. So I'm gonna explore this new relationship and hopefully that will get Felicity back. <laughs> Basically. Like every decision he was making was pretty much geared towards he was like i have to try to move on from felicity i so it it looks like i'm moving on from felicity so felicity will want to come back to me (laughs) he was literally the thanks i hate it me yeah thanks i hate it do you remember when she gave him him the number and she touched his hand in the bar and he was like and he looked at his hand like can i cut this off do you have a knife There is some funny shit. Think of, think of the the scene in in five twelve where like they were in bed and like yeah he looked like he wanted he wanted to like, chew off his arm so he could get out of that bed. I was just about to say, have you ever seen the movie Coyote? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's exactly what it made me think of. <laughs> she was Coyote ugly to him. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's so true. He's like, where is an oh an arrow so I can saw off my tendons and bones to get away from this woman? <laughs> he was not like the man, sex just wasn't like... good, guys. It wasn't good. I mean, Oliver did his job. And he, she probably, you know, whatever. Oliver had like a little comparison list running in his head the entire time, and it wasn't that math wasn't. I don't even there, think she okay? hit his top ten. Like, by the way, his top ten are all Felicity. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it's top 20 is all Felicity. Susan. 
Susan, Susan, Susan. Yeah, I wasn't worried about Susan. No. I wasn't worried about Billy. I wasn't worried about Helena. No. Although I like Helena because she comes back and she trolls Oliver hard. And she's all like, how many girlfriends do you have? He needed to be trolled. And I'm like, he has one girlfriend. Her name's Felicity. And like the rage he felt, like he wasn't, he would not kill Helena. Then she touched Felicity and he's like, bitches gotta go. Like you touched his woman, you're gonna die. That's the end of it. He tied up my bae. Yeah. Diggle was like, what are you going to do, Oliver? And like Diggle's been advocating for him to like drop Helena like a hot potato. And he's like, no, no, I can't. Dig never was become this. I have responsibility. Oh. She cadet Felicity. I'm going to think of 13 different ways to string her up. Dig never liked Helena. And Diggle was right. Like... Diggle was super right. I just, I swear that time when Diggle comes in with Felicity's like, and when Felicity's all like tied up and like oh, Oliver's about to take oh, him out and Diggle's about to take him out. I love that reaction between Stephen and Diggle. It's hilarious. Stephen and D- David. Sorry, David. It'll always be Diggle to me. It's gonna Sorry. be hard. It's gonna be hard. Oh, All right, so those man. Parts. We talked about that. What else? What else happened? There was a dead shot. My kid, listen, she is really smart, and she cannot figure out who Malcolm Merlin is. Like we are on episode seventeen, and I am still explaining who Malcolm Merlin is. I was like, listen, I need you to dig in, and I need you to get this. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> dad is he is that Oliver's dad I'm like listen I paused it and I was like you need to understand two basic concepts in season one that is Tommy's That's dad Tommy's dad and he's the dark That's the dark like, you need to drill down on this and I was like and you need to understand that Oliver's dad is dead like the entire show does not happen if Oliver's dad doesn't die so I need you she's like what did are they gonna bring him back to life I'm like no Died on a raft. It was brutal. I questioned showing you that. Do you remember there were people that thought Robert was going to come back from the dead? I remember people were saying it was Robert who was going to be Prometheus. I remember people. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yes. No. Yes. I remember that. There were so many Prometheus's theories out there. There were so many. And that's why Adrian was initially so disappointed. It was like, like of all these really cool, yeah. interesting ideas, this is who it is? It's some rando? You and I didn't come with, up with anything. We're like, we just would hear stuff. You're like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's do that. We were so tapped by five. We are just like... Listen, I wanted it to be Tommy in a Listen, I can't way. remember who originally came up with the Tommy theory, but they sold us on it. And then we got really excited and we ran with it into a place that was... Tommy was my first choice. Billy was my second. Yeah. Listen, all that could have been solved by having Prometheus Adrian be Felicity's boyfriend in season five. It needed to happen. I'm still pissed that we didn't get like my mom was like my mom was watching. She's like, like what were they thinking? Like, Clearly Prometheus it's Promethe- it's Adrian Chase. He's the only thirty year old man who's shown up and like I was like, No, like, I had a big argument with her. I was like, No, that's so lame because it's so obvious. She's like, Girl, have you been watching your show? That's what they do. We really thought really thought Sarah was smarter than And people that. were like, isn't Colin what Colin on a project with like a major network show? And we're like, shush it. He can get days off. That's a thing that can happen. We wanted it to happen so bad. 
They're like, doesn't he live in New York now? Like, listen, I don't really want to hear any of this from you people. All of these things that make sense and are probably true. I don't hear any of this shit. It's clearly going to be Tommy. It should have been Tommy. Like, as I'm watching this now, oh, you're going to be happy because now Laurel and Tommy are going down the shitter. Like, I'm a little pissed, though, at Laurel. What else is new? Because she's all like, my mom's coming back and wreaking havoc on my life. And Tommy, you're not paying attention to me. It really comes off like that. Like, Tommy is marginally distracted. Okay, he missed a dinner. One dinner. And Laurel is up his ass about it. I'm like, could it have something to do with the fact that he's having issues with his father? Like, maybe he's wrapped up in his issues with his father. No, no, it's all right. about Laurel, remember. Like, girl, she's like, you have not been there for me. I'm like, he has literally maybe not been there for you for a total of five seconds. You need to learn how to do, like, independent coping mechanisms and function as a human without a male propping you up constantly. I just loved in season two when Oliver called her on that. Yeah! Like, have you, do you know what's happening with me and no, my family doesn't. right now? She doesn't know any of it. Do you care? Like, does she even? You're not the only one that has it hard. Yeah! Like, couldn't he have said to her, listen, I had a really, I love that heart-to-heart talk that Tommy and Oliver have about their dads. Because it's one of the few times Oliver's really allowed to talk about Robert Queen in a meaningful way. And he's like, you know, obviously we have this whole mission that he's based off of this, this sense of guilt and sense of love and sense of like he of responsibility for his father. And they've really focused on that, but they really haven't focused at all on how Oliver's really angry with Robert Queen. Like he's really mad at him because he was a shitty person. And now Oliver has to clean up the mess. So you know, what he's saying to Tommy is like, yeah, whose father hasn't engaged in, you know, destroying millions and millions of lives, but they're still your dad. So got to forgive him. Like that's literally how Oliver operates with parents, <laughs> as you will see going into season two. <laughs> yeah. That sounds, that yeah, tracks. I mean, they're a until, until they reach his nope switch, in which case it's like a light switch and they just, yeah. I'm thinking just about how he dropped Moira in season two. Yeah, like, I feel like Oliver's line in the sand is a little weird. Like, I might have, like, drawn a bigger <sighs> line in the sand over being part of a plan to murder half of a city. Right. I feel like that would have been you a know, better spot to throw down on. She she had Malcolm Merlin's baby and kept it a secret so that's a Oliver was like I'm done with you now it would have made more sense if she had threatened Felicity's yeah, life yeah I could have been done with that and that's Felicity was in the glade I'm done with you mom I'm like okay I follow that but like over Thea and the whole secret about the love baby I don't know I don't know Oliver it's kind of the argument I had with everybody because everyone was really pissed people who are pissed off at Felicity for dumping Oliver because he lied about his kid where he was just trying to like see his son, like they felt where the people who are very sympathetic to Oliver, like I, I had no patience for people. I know who I were sympathetic to Oliver. In the middle, where I was like, okay, I hate this storyline, but also I hate it. I can see both sides, but mostly I see Felicity. It wasn't that she said, "I don't love you." Anymore. No, you know, and it wasn't that she said, "You know, this is isn't killing me." It was. You didn't let me in right. on this enormous aspect of your life. You right. held me at bay. You put me in the corner. You put me up on this shelf. And I'm not allowed to touch this other part of your life 
That's a problem. Well, it's an ongoing problem. It's been a problem. Okay? Right. And she was right to say so. Like, maybe it would have been better, like, to throw down at the end of season three when he pretended, you know, he was going to die and didn't really discuss it with her. She was just so relieved he was alive. alive And, like, happy that he finally got his head out of his ass. Well, I think more people need to kind of understand the problems that boiled up and over for them in season four were some of these problems left over from season three that they did not confront and deal 100% correct. Yes. There was, okay, listen, I've been taking, I took this class. Callie's taking a writing class. It's over now. Oh, it's over? Okay. I, I took this this class on, on writing romance. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a fairly well-known romance writer teaches it. And one of the things she drilled into us about the structure of a romance novel was that it there's a point usually at 50 percent of the of the story that is the false ending it's the midpoint it's the high and season three finale season four premiere that was the false high yep okay and the reason it's not the ending is because the issues that started the story mm-hmm have not been addressed yet. Mm-hmm. So after the high point, you see what they call, it's what she called bad guys close in. And the bad guys can just be your own inner demons. Mm-hmm. But either way, it starts chipping away at that happy ending that you thought you already had. Man. Until it's gone and you reach the, the black moment, the dark night of the soul, whatever. The breakup. Yep. The breakup is part of yep. it. And then it's like it followed the structure so perfectly mm-hmm. i don't understand how people didn't understand that the end of season three the beginning of season four was false that's my it oh my god so how much have we talked about that because everyone's like we want to go back to season four we want to go back to no and you and i were like no, no! no! There, were, there were major that is back issues to ignorance like there were major issues in the beginning of season four like major issues like because everyone's like especially when they had the fight over ray and, you know, we found ourselves in each other. You and I were like, okay, but they didn't actually resolve the bigger problem. No, they just pushed it aside. Yeah, I was like, we have some communication problems here. We have some trust issues here. We really need to, like, and, like, everyone's like, oh, let's go back to Ivy Town. They were running in Ivy Town. They were avoiding their they were issues. Avoiding their issues. was avoiding hers. Mm-hmm. He was avoiding yes. his. So something had to happen, something so big to force all of that up to the surface. But William was not the instigator of those issues. William was not the first no. time those issues popped up. This is this shit had been... I mean, you can go back to season one because what's most important to Felicity is trust. Because she asks Oliver, can I trust you? He says, yes. Okay. Then she expects the same in return, that you will trust me. And that it's constantly, at every turn... He's popping up with more and more lies, and she's constantly. And it's and it's not one hundred percent Oliver. I would give him the bulk right. of the right. the, the blame yes. in this, but a lot of it was her. Like it wasn't so much that she had a hard that she didn't trust him; it's that she had a hard time trusting. Well, she also had a hard time not bouncing and not walking right. away. The, well, and that was that was part of it because when she didn't trust, her first instinct was to. I'm run. gonna leave you before you leave me. Which is classic abandonment issues, which they hit on in season four, too. Right. 
Right. And this is why I didn't have as big a right. problem with it. I mean, I did it first because I was like, no, not my babies. I don't want them. Well, to because they did it but... so terribly <laughs> in like, like the worst fucking Barry Allen. Like, goddamn, does it always have to be? This is another thing I have to tell you. My daughter, oh, God. my daughter is really excited that when we get to season three, she can start watching The Flash. And I, I know I'm her mother and I know I have unconditional love for her, but I don't know. <laughs> She's gonna be a Barry Allen fan. I'm willing to die for her, but I don't know if I can watch the flash. She's (laughs) get yourself prepared. She is going to be a Barry Allen fan. I know because she's sunshine and rainbows and like an innocent, sweet person, and we'll never see the diabolicalness in his evil because he presents it as goodness. It's really going to be bad. Anyways. But yeah, because it was very young. Anyway. But like once we actually got past it, we were like, right. There's going to yeah. be some issues they have to work out. Now, do I think that they needed to do the different love interest in season five? Absolutely not. But I. I think they could have resolved it yeah. quicker, but it was very obvious they were slowing but it down. But 520 is such a great. Which was frustrating great. as hell. Yes, they're pumping the brakes. But I love Delicity enough to put up. Well, with and it. also, like, by the time we get to 520, 520 is just. It's like. It's chipper catnip. 520 was our Kmart. Yes, it was the Kmart episode. Exactly. Like, we're like, okay, they're solid. We're good. It's, this is payoff for everything. Except they were actually solid, whereas right. Pacey and Joey, not so much. That's like if Billy had shown up after. Pacey is solid. It's Joey who's got. Flaky issues. I feel like Joey was like just psychologically damaged by Dawson and all these people telling her, You should be with Dawson. She should be with Dawson. And she's like, But I want to be with Pacey. So she always was questioning herself. Mm-hmm. You ain't wrong, I'm sister. Saying. I'm just saying. People need to listen to me. You was wrong. Oh, and then right. we have to talk about because it always strikes me when anyone ever um, talk about their first reactions. So Tommy finds out and Tommy's like, you're a murderer. And Oliver's like, every time, anytime anyone calls Oliver a killer or a murderer, he's so hurt. He's like, you don't really he's think that, do you? <laughs> like, you're, Yeah, they really you think really that. You really kill people. It's a thing that happens. That's why Felicity's reaction was such a surprise. Right. And I even giggle. She's like, this makes sense. Right. Even giggle <laughs> was like, yeah, Diggle had a, had a rough reaction. Like, he was he was legitimately funny to Oliver. He thought he was a murderer, yeah, too. Yeah, he was like, you're a killer, and I think you've got a couple screws loose. But Felicity is really the first one to be like, it explains a lot about you, and I'm totally down. Like, it's a very interesting reaction. Like, she's very, I see, I see that you're a good person who kills people, but for bad people, for good reasons. She's the first one to really, and she asked Diggle about it, because she's like, how, how, how are you down with the whole murder thing? And I love Diggle's answer. Love it. Like, it is so, you're like, yes, that makes sense, how, where you're looking on the moral spectrum, because he's like, well, listen, I was a soldier. I'm in Afghanistan, and we're charged with, you know, this mission, and we kill a bunch of terrorists or whatever, and one of them's a 13-year-old kid. He's a kid. I killed a kid. He's like, does that mean I'm a good man? What does me, what is being a good man? What does that mean? He's like, and this is the first time I felt like the mission has real purpose. You know, he was like, he came out of Afghanistan feeling like, what was the point of all that? You know, which I think 
it really offers a good insight into Diggle's psyche. But it also kind of like it answers to Felicity. Well, I'm okay with it. And I'm kind of asking how he's okay with it. So I think it's okay. You know, like Felicity's not like, oh, it's fine. He kills people. That's something that she's very much pushing Oliver along to stop doing. But we're not there yet. They're just getting started. You know, Oliver's like Callie. You can't tell him something to do right away because he kind of digs in. Yeah, it's a gradual process. You just have to move along the spectrum. I feel like. Felicity approached Oliver in a way that a lot of the people in Oliver's life didn't tend to approach him. Like, it's hard not to think of Laurel and Laurel's reaction to Oliver. Everything with Laurel was black and white. Good and bad. Mm -hmm. And Felicity looked at him and she saw the gray. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And she accepted that and she's like, we can work with this. This is fine. And I don't, I don't think you can emphasize enough how important that was. No, I think it's the linchpin. I mean, Stephen talks a lot about how Emily was the linchpin. I think that is the linchpin. You needed somebody because it's when everybody who knew Oliver in his previous pre-island life. So he comes back from the island and everyone he's telling everyone believes he's reformed. Okay. I'm reformed. I'm not a bad boy anymore. And then they find out that you know he's the arrow they immediately put him back into this bad bucket well here's another thing i was just thinking when his his family found out Mm -hmm. who he was when moira and thea Mm -hmm. they also saw him as gray they also didn't immediately judge right but that was after felicity's reaction yeah felicity's really the only one that i think she doesn't react in anger was the first yeah she doesn't react in anger She's like, okay. I think she's, it's not like she's like, I'm cool with killing people, but she's, I think she's very much, there's more to the story with this guy and he's not, it's not black and white. He's not killing just to kill. He's not a killer. He's not a murderer. He's something else. And I'm going to stick around to see what that something else is, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is the linchpin of the entire show. So I, I, and this is why I always like when people get uppity, like, oh, Oliver lied to Felicity. It's like, you guys. She got on board with this dude when he was dropping body, bodies hardcore. Like, the girl. Is it a, great that he's lying right. to her? Like, no, it's right. not. The girl has a broad moral spectrum, okay? So, like, before we get too hoity toity and put Felicity on some ridiculous pedestal that she would never put herself on, like, you have to look at the whole yeah. gamut of the relationship. You can't pick and choose, you know? And that's the entire Yeah, and Felicity Felicity was like Felicity understood. Well, this yeah, you have him. to love somebody. You have to love them in the gray. And that's how she pushed it towards the light. You know? She yeah, did. Yeah, you have to love the and gray. And she she Laurel never no. did. Felicity did. Like that's the thing. Okay, because now we're getting it. So now I'm really excited. I'm kind of like I'm kind of interested to kind of watch the downfall again because I of Tommy and Laurel because I, I kind of didn't really register fully what was going on the first time I was watching it. So like now, oh, Tommy's turning a shitty boyfriend, but I know what's coming is Tommy's going to get jealous. He's going, and I think it's like such a perfect, he's going to tell Oliver, we know that she would pick you if she knew you were the arrow. So really, again, it's about titles with Laurel. Like it's about checking off a box. Okay. Like it's, it's, it's about status. It's status, yes. Like, if I'm with the vigilante, that's status. If I'm with Oliver Queen, that's status. When, when... She was the original Arrow gold yeah. digger. And, and 
when Quentin said that to her, yes. Was it cruel? Was he drunk? Yes, yes. But did he lie? No. No. So I, I think, and I think that that it, you can, you can follow that thread clearly to the hood because she flips flops on her opinions on the hood constantly. Now we've kind of mm-hmm. ended on, she thinks the hood's an okay guy, but I think. And we know that's going to flip Right. Again. The mystique and the mystery and the heroic acts and working out. There is a status symbol to that and that, you know, oh, I'm with, I'm with a superhero. You know what I mean? I do think a lot of that. And what bothers me is she wouldn't want to be, she doesn't want to be with Oliver if Oliver is right now without a hood. No. That's the point. That's why he's like, I don't want to tell her because he knows she's going to want him for reasons he doesn't want to be wanted. You know, it's not like Felicity got on board because, like, fell in love with Oliver because he was the hood. She fell in love with him the first time she saw, she saw the goodness in him. Laurel has been unable to see the goodness in Oliver for some good reasons. She's got some serious baggage. Well, she can only see good or she can only see yeah. bad. She cannot see both same at time. the same time. Yes. This is very true. It's very true. Very true. And that's why she flip-flops. And she'll flip-flop again yeah, in early season two. It's just so much exhaustion. <laughs> Like, I'm so ready for her to be gone. How long? How many more seasons? <laughs> how many more seasons should I have to go? <laughs> Make it be over. I just want it to be over. Oh, I saw some crazy shit. I was, oh, with Catherine McNamara, she was tweeting how that, that somehow some kind of a rumor got started that she dropped out of the pilot because she wasn't getting enough screen time. Like, this feels clearly from the, the canary side of the world, which is always based in delusion, that she dropped out of the show because she didn't, she didn't get screen time or whatever. I love how she slapped yeah, that Yeah, she's down, like, that's though. bullshit. Mm. Like, complete nutter. In fact, I kind of want to look it up because I think she answered it really well and very professional. This kid is like, I swear, I tell you, I've never met a more PR-savvy person than this kid. She is a smart cookie. All right, let's see. She takes a lot of pictures of herself, so it's going to take me a minute. Okay. <laughs> so some dude, he says, is it true that it was you who pulled out of the Green Arrow uh, spinoff because you wanted more screen time? Just thought off Reddit. Well, so for right there, right there. Thought off Reddit. Thought off Reddit. So you can disregard this as being remotely accurate. Cool? Cool. So she's like, absolutely not. There is no truth to that. Thank you for clarifying with me. I wouldn't want anyone to think that. I would love nothing more than to play me again. Now, do I think that there was some behind-the-scenes problems because this was not the show she was pitched? Yeah. <laughs> but she's under contract. I don't. You can't pull out. If she signed a contract, she's under contract. So even if it, even if the show change i don't i don't know if you can pull out of that i don't think that i don't think Catherine was the driving force i absolutely believe it was you know they just didn't get picked up i think if it got picked up she would have acted in it now would she have been happy about it no but i don't think that has anything to do with it so it was weird it was weird that people were like trying to blame her although what else is new they all tried they tried to blame a fandom for anything bad that happens to them so all right, I'm looking. I'm looking for questions. I'm looking. I'm looking. Nothing. Oh, wait. I'm 
Twitter. No. <laughs> Bro, Twitter. Girl. <sighs> nope, that's it. No. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody I don't cares. give a shit. We have nothing, nothing we want to hear from you, ladies. On our our next podcast will be the next episodes, and I've also got to finish watching the. Crown oh, we are podcasting the shit out of the crown. I had no self control and watched it in like two days. I never finished season three. Oh, I don't think. And so when everybody started talking about season four, I was like, "Oh shit, I guess I better." Yeah, I don't think you necessarily three. have to finish finish season three to watch four. I'm I'm getting close. But it's fine. I'm getting I close. think it's not a bad idea. I just saw the episode where Charles and Camilla met, so I was like, "Oh god, here we go." Do you like <laughs> who they cast as Camilla? I have no opinion on her yet. Okay, I don't know if I like it. I'm trying to decide. I feel like she might be a little too pretty to be Camilla. That's kind of what I was thinking too. <laughs> well, I'll let you say it. Though. But then again, the guy that they got to play Charles is too pretty to play. Charles, yeah, he so. is. Like I know they're trying hard, but I'm like way too good looking. Oh my gosh! I think that they. I heard that the guy from they're recasting all the roles again because they all because they all up. age up. And I think they're uh, the guy from the affair, Dominic something. That's him. That he's gonna play uh, Charles. That's what I heard. Really? I'm like way too good looking. That that guy looks like the bottom of somebody's shoe, though. Which guy? The guy from the affair. Do you think he's that cute? No. I think he's cute. I'm thinking no. of the wrong person. My God. Really? I think you are. You have to be because yikes. Okay. <laughs> now I'm scared. Dominic West. <laughs> Yes. He's cute. I think no. he's cuter than Prince Charles. Well, everybody's cute. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's like an overcast of good lookingness. I'm not saying he's the most. Like, again, another show where you had Pacey Witter and you're not choosing Pacey Witter. I don't understand. Yeah, right? Like, what the like hell? you cheat on Pacey Witter with the guy that looks like the bottom of somebody's shirt. Right. Listen, what? listen, ladies. And then you kill Colin Donald. Okay, we're, we're done. done. Listen, ladies and gents, <laughs> for whichever way you swing. If you want to watch some hot Josh Jackson, get yourself a little affair. Because it's a lot. Yep. <laughs> and some Colin Donald. Don't forget Oh, Colin he's Donald. so good in it, too. Like, Colin is amazing in that show. It just makes you really see, like, man, we would have had everything with Colin as Dark Archer. We would have had it all. I keep thinking that at some point I'm going to let go of these issues. Doesn't Never. seem to be happening. Nope. It's unlikely. Uh, at least I have less issues with Arrow than I do with the Vampire Diaries. At least Arrow left us off someplace I mean, I do. I really get on my hands and knees and thank the Lord that it ended as well as it did. Because, man, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow when you put that much amount of time into a show and you're really unhappy with it. And that's not saying that we necessarily like love this ending. It's one of our top five endings. No, no, no. It's listen, not. I'm with all y'all. We want no. to do Bed Bath and Beyond and have them have eight babies. Like I was, I was annoyed I didn't get my triplets. We could have squeezed that storyline in. I think, I think, I think they shortchanged Elicity and their relationship severely in the last several seasons. And yeah, I that was to their. Detriment. I think the best we ever had it was season six. I agree. Season six was the best Elicity. That was our peak. 
so yeah. if you're looking for Alicity being happy and not having drama between them, drama outside of them, you go season six. Yeah. Season seven was really good for Felicity's individual storyline, but it was not a great. Felicity no, season. and I think, you know, I think there, I know people are like, oh, they ended it this way because of the spinoff and there's probably some truth to that. I think there's, I think the ending for Oliver's story really wrapped up into the crossover. I think there's truth to that too. So I'm with people. I'm, I'm with you on that. I get that. And I, no, if it just. I hate that. I hate that our finale was dictated by the Right. It's like, crossover. it's like the 100th episode. Like I love the 100th episode because I love all that shit. I love that kind of, um, you know, it's a wonderful life storyline. But I get, I also get why people were annoyed. Like, it's it's annoying to have all of this major stuff, all of our major episodes be dictated by the crossover. And it does suck because we pay as consequences for crossovers a lot. And that is very frustrating. Where all the other shows were just a And that didn't, ha- that didn't happen to The Flash, too. It wasn't equitable. Like, Barry and Iris weren't blowing up every single time there was a crossover. Like, why does that have to happen to us all the time? It's annoying. So, I get it. I think I think given the circumstances, given Emily was gone, given that Oliver's impact, you know, the crossover's impact on Oliver Queen's storyline. It was the best possible the outcome. You put all three of those together, which is a lot of mountains to climb, and we got the best possible ending we could have ever hoped for. Now, I, I, I said best possible, but then I had a thought, and I was like, it wasn't the best possible, but it, was, it wasn't the worst possible. The best possible would have been A Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. They could have done that. Yep. That would have been great. And I know that's what a lot of people wanted. Cause a, a, and I have a feeling that's why we did yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Because they, they were dogged by like so much of the Dark Knight comparison in the beginning. I think probably Mark was very cognizant of that and wanted to stay away from it. They still, if you were going to ever lean into Dark Knight, you should have leaned into it for that. Well, I think this is like, I think it's partly too, because Mark had this thing about Oliver dying in the end. He, I mean, I've read thousands of interviews about the dude, and he had this thing about like, well, Oliver dying is like the the tip of redemption. And I'm like, I would always fight with him on it, because I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. He's already redeemed. Like, what are you even right. on about right now? What does he have to die for? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm also, because people are like, people are kind of like, you know, I'm not comfortable with like this concept of you do something bad and you have to die in order to make up for it but popular culture but popular loves culture that. Like, loves it, that it gets to the point where you're watching a movie and somebody does something kind of shitty like vaguely yep. shitty and then like there comes a situation where they sacrifice themselves for everybody right. else and they redeem like, oh, and I'm like it, you can you can see it coming yes. a mile away it's annoying yes. like that is such a trope that Hollywood is obsessed with so yeah, in real life, that's certainly nothing. <laughs> like, you can make a mistake. You don't have to die. Um, but, yeah, they think that that death equals redemption. So that part of it is frustrating. And I think this was this metaphysical Jesus option gave Mark the option to kill Oliver like he's always wanted to, but not kill him. You know? It was like he treaded this weird yeah. line. So I get it. I, I When I see people unhappy with the Arrow finale... I understand where the pain comes from. I, I would very, like, no, I don't think there's anybody who disagrees that what we all wanted was Oliver to be in Star City raising his babies. Or out of Star or City out of Star raising City. his babies. Out of babies. <laughs> exactly. Like, pick a different zip code. Then I would have been down for, let's go back to Ivy Town. Leave these motherfuckers. You know, so I, it, it's it's a mixed bag for me. But genuinely, I'm, I was just like, okay, I just need him to be with Felicity. And as long as we get that, I can, you know. 
deal. Maybe it wasn't the best possible, but it wasn't the worst possible. There you go. I like that. And like I said, we had a year to get okay. (laughs) Yeah, we we did a lot of digesting on this. We didn't arrive at it overnight. No, sorry. So by the time it aired, we were okay with it. Mm -hmm. But for the year leading up to that, we weren't. And I was very (laughs) emotional during the finale. I feel like there was emotional payoff. So I was good. Not on the lost level, but it wasn't too bad, I guess. Yeah, I get more emotional about Diggle than you do. <laughs> yeah. I was I was pretty checked out. You by were the super time. checked out. I think if like you were still in the level of investment that we were at, like in seven, it would have been a tougher watch for you. But like when Felicity checked Correct. out, you checked out. And that's I get that. I understand that. I took I took a lot of my, my give a shits yep. with me. <laughs> there go the fucks. Leaving the party. (laughs) Nowhere to be found. Bye bye. Bye -bye. All right, guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Feel free to send us questions because we're sticking to this weekend podcasting thing. So just kind of like you know, send us your thoughts whenever you feel like it. It doesn't have to be specific when we're when we're podcasting. I always check the Twitter. So. this week be sure to listen next week subscribe to watch over on itunes or google play and look us up on twitter and tumblr bye Bye.